Hope you're enjoying the first day of fall, I believe. Like, yeah, now the, the seasons are changing. It's starting to become cooler. And yeah, we're heading to that season, that dreary month of October. Oh, boy, it is going to be full. It's going to be full. Yeah. Full of games. Oh, and Halloween. There's, there's, there's that, too. <laughs> also, well, you got to watch yourselves. Uh, you got to watch yourself. I'm pretty sure a lot of friends of mine would, would hate you for saying that October is dreary when they love Halloween more than life itself. <laughs> I mean, yes, a lot of people even celebrate uh, like Halloween it, one month beforehand, like they play it called this month's September and all that. But yeah, but the heck, then, then Christmas will be coming, and of course, we know about a certain Carrie song coming coming soon again. Celebrating Halloween one month before, amateurs. <laughs> I got friends that celebrate it all year round. So, uh, but also here, of course, is Skullkit Scott. Yeah, thanks for reminding me that it's Halloween. I still don't have a costume picked out. You still going costume? Heck yeah. It's like one of the only times I feel okay having a costume on in public. Uh-huh. So you've never been to conventions before? No, wait, I've seen you in conventions before. I've been so. to conventions. It's just, you know, the pandemic ruined them for me. This is, <laughs> this is fair. All right, we also have a very packed show for you tonight, so let's all get started with what have you been playing? I will go first because I've honestly only been playing two things: uh, Fire Emblem Heroes and Splatoon Three. Obviously, mm -mm. Um, I want to note that my RNG luck came back with uh, Fire Emblem Heroes on the latest banner. Uh, I decided, hey, I want to really get these characters because there's, you know, some a lot. They're all from uh, from Three Hopes, and I'm like. Oh, I'll probably get like two in the first run. No, did not at all. <laughs> I didn't get one. <laughs> oh, I, dang. I, I mean, I got a bunch of five stars, including one I honestly didn't have. But like, that's not what I was going for. So I used my forty summon to summon Lift because I thought he was cool, and I and I was really having trouble with him in the uh, the Tempest Trial. So I'm like, oh, surely if I have him on my side, it'll be the same as the boss I fight in the Tempest Trial. No. No. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, you know what? I've got like 700 orbs still. Let's do another 40 run because I knew you could do it twice. And three summons in, who do I get? Lift. <laughs> do I get another character the entire run? No. <laughs> well, on the bright side of things, at least you get two uh, rearmed leaves so you can actually inherit two wep two of his weapon to two of your heroes, including like Ike and so forth. So yeah, there's yeah, I that. Didn't, I didn't do that. I just merged them. I didn't care. Strategy. Ow, people will, will kill you for wasting a unrearmed leave. They will kill you. Strategy? Please. I don't care. I'm just playing the game. <laughs> uh, anyway, and so then I, I had to go through a whole other 40 just to get a second character, and I decided on Hilda just mm -mm. because. Like, why not? And uh, so, yeah, so now I might get 600 some odd orbs, which is the lowest I've been in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get back up there is real. Uh, as for Splatoon 3, 
I do have, like, as we noted the last review, I have my review up. Last review. Last podcast, I have my review up. So go check that out. I get, I get a 4.5 out of 5, which is the highest I've given a Splatoon game. I think, honestly, it's just, I think it's because I'm, like, I'm getting up there. I'm old, ladies and gentlemen. I know I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I think I just, because of the simplistic nature of the game, and obviously in certain cases, and just how much fun it is to like dink in and out for like 20 minutes or so, play a few matches and then leave. I have a greater appreciation for it than I did before. Mm-hmm. Splatoon 1, you didn't really know what you have. You just knew it was fun. Splatoon 2, you've got a bigger picture. And then with Splatoon 3, it's really come together. Uh, I'm addicted to table turf battles. <laughs> <laughs> Not something I expected. Especially since they didn't really, they really didn't like discuss it that much in the trailers because they knew that everyone wanted to hear about like turf war and uh, anarchy battles in the story mode. It's really fun and it's really challenging. You actually get to fight against all the characters in Splatoon, like the, sh- the shop owners. Uh, I just had multiple matches with Harmony and I just unlocked Judd. So uh, I'm going to be doing some table turf battles with him to hopefully tonight. And, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm just going through. I'm having fun. I'm not getting angry when I win or lose salmon runs or or uh, turf wars or whatever. Um, <laughs> it's just a fun game, and I've been really stressed this week. It's it's been nuts, and today has not been a good day. But I will relax later with Splatoon, no doubt. And <laughs> it's it's that kind of game. Like I not I have all these games on backlog that I want to play, like uh, Jedi Fallen Order, Mass Effect, and. <laughs> and final fantasy i don't want to play those right now though because i want to be able to put the time into them and invest in them and like really get the full experience with splatoon you're like i've got 30 minutes i could do like five matches let's just let's go and do that and you're like okay let's have some fun (laughs) yeah like splatoon is definitely that kind of comfy game especially with tabletop battles is like a simple card game but it's just very easy to get into like yeah, even to share with you, in my experience, it's like, yeah, it's a little bit tough to get into, especially when you're connecting those um, special uh, squares to to, to um, uh, charge up your special meter. But yeah, once you once you like get the hang of it, especially like, with ter- basically territory control and all that, then yeah, you can see it actually is surprisingly deep. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I love it. It's just and. And then when you find a, a foe that has like the perfect counters to your deck, like I got a good deck, I got the be- good balance of big squares to take up space and smaller ones to fill in the holes. And then I had to face Mr. Coco, and dear gosh, I had not, I lost like five matches in a row against him. And I keep, and like I said in the in my review, I was like, you know, one more match, one more match, one more match. I gotta keep going. I can't end this on a lose with a loss. And then when I won, I was like, ha, take that, Coco. Yeah, you know, like I got really invested. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, take that, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, should we tell him? No. Um, I just, I, I'm addicted to it. I know some people. I like my level, like overall splat level is like low. I think I'm at like ten, and so I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm sure Will's at like thousand right now, knowing how he plays. But <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. Uh, currently, right now, I'm like. I think last I checked, I was like the like my base level is at currently like level twenty five, I think, or something in the, in the low to, low to mid twenties. But my catalog level right now is at like I'm almost filled up with around like at level eighty. Last yeah. I checked. See, there you yeah. go. And I I I'm just trying to unlock an emote. I have not gotten a single emote yet. I don't real I don't know how high how high, uh, how much you need to go up in the catalog. But I keep seeing these emotes, and I really want one, and I and I haven't unlocked one. It's really mean. <laughs> 
Like, I want the one that says, like, I'm hot, you know, and I'm fanning myself off, you know. <laughs> and I don't know how much I need to get to get it. And it's just, like, I keep getting, like, banners or stickers. And I'm like, I want the emote, dang it. Yeah, you just gotta have to uh, continue on, on the on the catalog level, sadly. And, like, this is um, Nintendo's way of live servicing. Like, kind of what they're doing with Fall Guys right now. Like, there is that path for the season. And, like, yeah, you just gotta dedicate. But thankfully, like, um when you like begin the day if you get your one first when you, you easily go up a, a catalog level like once so like if you I play like like, at least once a day yeah. that's that so it's, it's fairly casual but if you're like hardcore like me playing on anarchy uh, series then yeah anarchy series you could fill up the um, anarchy um the catalog level real quickly like especially yeah. if you're at the high ranks like s plus and all that yeah so i'm very much enjoying that i'm very very much looking forward to uh splatfest this weekend i will definitely be playing that a lot if for no other reason than just to de-stress. So uh, we'll be talking about that in our main event, so get ready for that later on. Uh, Scott, how about you? All righty, so I didn't get nearly as much play to, that I wanted to. I finished up the Trails from Zero. I could finish that review, <clears throat> which I think everyone should play the Legend of Heroes series, but that's just me. <laughs> Trolls from Zero is good. I've only played a little bit of Splatoon, actually. I got to, like, the second island in the campaign. Mm -mm, okay, okay, okay. So, that's a thing. <laughs> I need to play more Splatoon. I did start doing more of trying out... Uh, well, not trying out. I tried a little more about Xenoblade 3, too. Yeah. Have you beaten it? No, fine. No, I have not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a character collector a little too much. <laughs> same here same Will's here a level climber you're a character collector and i'm the guy who just beat the game gosh dang it let me enjoy my things no okay i need to talk to you guys about something and i seriously can't until you see it for yourself and it sucks like this is life-changing like this is I don't know about revolutionary, but it's definitely a first for Nintendo. I can I can say that with a straight face. So, yeah, I I I need you to finish. I need you to finish. I need Will to finish, and you gotta do it before October at the end of October because you ain't gonna have time after that. Wow, well, that's, that's, well, that's, that's, that's too bad. <laughs> they have. I mean, yeah, once I probably like re finish up the catalog on Splatoon 3, then yeah, I'll probably definitely try to go back into Xenoblade 3. Like, once I'm, yeah, I'll finish up with the um, Urethra C. Yeah, I forgot that little cat. But C area is just like, yeah, that that area. That will take a lot of time. But yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Anything else, Scott? No, that's the main gist of it. All right, Will? <laughs> Um, yeah, just to compliment on your on your side, Todd. Like, yeah, I actually have beaten um, the campaign for Splatoon three as well, the secret uh, kettle, and yeah, I, I won't spoil yeah, it. For... You got the secret kettle. I could not get the secret kettle because my there's a bug preventing me from getting the dang secret kettle. Mm hmm. Yep. So for I don't know, perhaps I have to reinstall reinstall data or something like that. I have no idea if that's the solve the case for you. But yeah, the secret kettle level it can suck a big one. It is first part. If if anyone knows, you know that first platforming level can it really stinks. The other two levels not too bad, and, and that last um, gauntlet uh, against the octolings not too bad, especially if you have um your, your small your small fry with you so it's just that first platforming level that is a pain in the butt but thankfully i get through it and yeah get that um 
uh, unique badge for your um, for your uh, tag, which I know I know like there's different ways to actually get some uh, pretty unique tags. I know for you, uh, Todd, you like you pretty much unlocked a lot of different tags for us the table turf battle as well. I know like current there is YouTube videos out there right now that you can actually uh, get. Uh, a very unique uh, salmon run tech. If you do on the highest uh, difficulty level, which is at 330, maximum hazard level of 333%. So I, I know people have like achieved that um, uh, that uh, feat. So that's what basically what I'm going up to right now in salmon run, um, just up, up, getting up there. And uh, how, how do you increase the difficulty? Uh, either be in, I think it's one you could do it either in custom matches or you increase yourself up by uh by increasing the rank to just make sure you uh finish up your runs every every three runs so make sure you do finish it it doesn't matter if you face up if you fail against um chohozuna you you just gotta reach up the, the ranks and personally i'm currently right now like um at the highest rank of executive uh vp nice. so so once you just gotta make sure you don't get demoted that's the thing so just that's the that's the tough part so yeah all, all from that but yeah the, the campaign um I, I would argue that at the end while it was a great uh finale i can't help but i feel like i think octo expansion kind of did it a bit more better like like really? if you, yeah i don't know like I, I do appreciate like again like if you once you hear the calamari incantation mixed version three that thing was a great um and uh mix mixed version of it but and yeah the whole final battle against who you you know who then you know yes who. that was okay that i mean i'm not gonna spoil it for you scott because you need experience for yourself that twist was awesome okay like not just how they presented it but like how it played out and like the Majora's Mask, Jesus last weekend, but like the Majora's Mask thing, um, I was like, that got dark. <laughs> mm -mm, right. It got so dark. True, true, true. Like it, once you read um, the eight alternate logs as well as the secret kettle alternate log, yeah, you know, like, you know who is like really like, okay, now you see what the, the coming age of mammals. And actually, like, I failed it my first time and. Yeah, I can see all oh, well, the age of uh, mammalians are coming once again. Like that, that fail screen. So I understand like what happens if you do fail the first time. But yeah, once you the bean it, it's like okay, okay, nice happy ending and all that. Especially with that great uh, space, yeah, that great battle at the end. Especially including your small fry. But uh, I won't spoil again. Yeah. But yeah, while I do appreciate that final battle, I don't know. I kind of feel like I was like maybe expecting a little bit more. Like the ending song was nice, but I feel like uh, Into the Light was much were better uh, as as a perfect ending song in my opinion but that's yeah that's that's what i think i think octo expansion kind of did a bit more better but so yeah i mean if they had pearl marina maybe that's in the in the dlc that's coming later on down Here the line pearl marina. <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> as the dlc who knows we'll Kali probably get marina, more out of that dang it stay fresh <laughs> well they already had that spotlight in the main campaign i can't wait for the dlc <laughs> There's never such thing as too much spotlight for the Squid Sisters, okay? Well, they're cousins, but you get the idea. Never. But, but yeah. Is that so, their name, the Squid Sisters? They are the Squid Sisters, but technically, real life, they're cousins. Yes. Whatever. So, so I was correct. So why did you correct me? 
I am the host, gosh dang it. Uh, I just gotta go on technicality, so but yes. You, never mind, just move on. But yeah, but in, in the end, yeah, I enjoy this Platoon 3. I'm just going up the, um, the, the Anarchy battles, getting up to S plus up to right now. So here's hoping I can get up to uh, the high ranks to get uh, considered as the X rate X rank. And um, in Fire Emblem Heroes, yeah, uh, funny enough, I actually did manage to pull off um, Rearm uh, Leaf with my first uh, 25 summons. So yeah, thankfully RNG Jesus was with me. <laughs> so yeah but and um just for uh for all fate players out there next week we are expecting the legendary banner so if you want to save some ores right now do so right now yes pass i mean has to be really good. i'm just saying has to be a really good legendary here because if he does are like oh but they're eight percent well that's how they get you eight percent still means you have a 92 percent chance of not getting it not to mention there's always one other character that's in that same color in the same so, pool, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you're like, oh, you, you, get, you basically have to have twice of that luck because you have to make sure you get that your character instead of that character. So that's why <laughs> I, I've been saving up my orbs so that uh, when I get, like, the new banners, I have a better chance of, you know, getting the ones I want and not having to deal with it, but whatever. <laughs> right, or if you're a Faye Pass subscriber, you don't have to summon 40 times, and then you get that very <laughs> easy. Yeah, That does help. <laughs> All right, well, we actually have a lot of news to talk about. Uh, busy week, I suppose. So it's time to go down the warp pipe. And first, we're going to talk Pokemon, because, gentlemen, we are less than two <laughs> months away from the arrival of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. It's good stuff. So, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, so first up, Okay, I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break kayfabe here. Um, yeah, sorry. When we were when we make our podcasts, I write down all the topics that we are going to do. And Will literally just typed in Mario movie teaser. If he had actually read what I put in, he would see Super Mario Brothers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. My bad, my bad. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Beg for my forgiveness. This is why I am the host. Um. Anyway. I might edit this out later. We'll see how, how, how my mood is by the end of the show. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> anyway, Pokemon Scarlet. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet Bite is only two months away, and we're getting a lot of Pokemon news as a result. First up, we have Pokemon Ultimate Journeys, which is the uh, final section of the Pokemon Journeys saga here in the West. It will be coming out on October 21st, so we're less than a month away now, or technically a month away, depending on how you look at it. And I'm excited for this because this is where we're going to finally get to see Serena, kind of, sort of. It's a, I, I hate what they did, but I know why they did it. Just just get them together. Uh, but then again, Ash is only 10 still. Somehow, I'm, I've already did the rant about this. I'm, I'm going to move on. Anyway, but it's also where we're going to get the Master Class, which is uh, finishing up right now in Japan. Uh, you probably have already had it spoiled for you, so I do apologize. Again, this is not something I had to deal with in earlier Pokemon seasons. Like, I never had to where my Twitter timeline would tell me what's going on in the Pokemon anime, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, my friends are doing re reviews because they're watching the subbed version somehow. And I'm like, but I'm waiting for the dub, so why do I have it spoiled? <laughs> anyway, uh, so again, that will, the, the first batch of episodes won't be all the episodes, but the first batch will be coming out on October 21st, so be ready for that. Second is there are new revelations about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. First with the uh, Team Star. Now, we noted in a 
past podcasts that there was we were actually a little bit confused about the three story paths whether you would actually do them all in one shot or you literally chose one now we have some clarification on it because team star is not not going to be in just one place which they kind of made it seem earlier so we got this because of a, a set of tweets that nintendo did noting that Mela was part of, was the boss of Team Star's fire crew, also known as the Shadar Squad. This was actually in the trailer, but a lot of people missed it. And she is one of the bosses. One. And then in another tweet, it was revealed that the squads of Team Star are all over Paldea. You are going to have to go find their bases, and then you're going to have to beat the waves of the underlings, the grunts, in order to go and get the bosses like Me like Mela. And the best part, and I can't believe this is a thing, um, when you beat the grunts, the bosses are going to show up in the Starmobile, which is the mega car that they're standing on. <laughs> the car is actually a part of the battle. <laughs> uh -huh. It literally says the Starmobile will get in your way during battle, so take down the squad bosses party and Starmobile to defeat them. So, ladies and gentlemen, Pokemon is going Street Fighter Five, or just Street Fighter in general, because you're gonna have to break a car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be the first time as we did it in uh, Super Mario uh, 3D All Stars with uh, the Bowser Mobile, but I digress. Uh, this is true. This is true. <laughs> so, I'm very happy about this because it it gives clarity, which is what we needed, and so this makes it clear that you're going to be doing much more of a of a journey versus, hey, I'm at this one base, I took them out, and I win. That's not what's happening. And I'm glad about that. Now, the second one is about the Urban Mystica, which is the Path of Legends, if you recall. And that one, apparently, you're going to be finding multiple Titan Pokemon. If you remember the Crab Pokemon, I forgot the Crab Pokemon's name, um, that, we, that you see in the trailer, that's who you're going to be uh basically finding all over the place and as a result you will be finding potentially the urban mystica and so you're going to be finding multiple titan pokemon which is actually if you think about it a reference to arceus where we had the lord pokemon so yeah uh here it goes he goes if you see a titan pokemon scarlet violet may guarding a secret or sorry a rare degree called the urban mystica you'll be searched for this with Arvin in his research, he isn't good at Pokemon battles, so you'll have to help him out in exchange for hand-based <laughs> So my, my question there is, are you talking about, like, meals or actual dishes? Because I don't mind if he makes his own dishes, but I'm going to question the materials. Hmm. As you should. Laugh. <laughs> Thank you, Sculpt. Uh, so, but this, this does make me happy because I was really wondering, are they... Is this going to be like, oh, there are three stories that weave into one another no there, this actually looks like you're gonna be traveling around with arvin or to find the bases of of team uh star in order to complete the story mode and alongside victory road but that's another option and i'm glad because i want to see this notion of branching storylines and how it'll uh, work and how it'll work with this treasure hunt because remember all this is about a treasure hunt at the academy you're at so lots of potential there 
like yeah like also in as well like once they showed off that that part of the trailer as well as um they they slowly uh introduced the new characters like yeah the bosses like one of the i forgot her name but basically she had like really big red boots it's like uh, yeah like okay okay now add one more to the fandom as well as like the, the other past like uh what, what was that one guy who was like um all purple like i know like there was also a, like a, a gym leader battle who had like a a thorn whip of some sort like yeah yeah uh i can't, I can't they've got some really interesting names in this one i can't remember off the top of my head but yeah. <laughs> she apparently treats every battle like it's an art piece and i'm like and you have a whip why <laughs> Who do you think you are, Francesca von Karma? Because <laughs> uh, clearly help you in Pokemon training. <laughs> <laughs> That's dark. Uh, <laughs> but then again, Pokemon has, lore has always been dying, right? <laughs> Just don't look in a Drifloom. Oh, or or, uh, or Spiritomb. Or, no, let's just move on. We've already done the bad Pokemon. <laughs> All right, next up, uh, this is one for Scott. We had, because if you recall, it was their last episode or the one before that, uh, Tales of Symphonia. Yeah, it was last week. Last week was the, was the direct. We yes. talked about Tales of Symphonia, and Scott, alongside some others, were questioning whether this was a downgrade of the title, or basically the PS3 port that we got instead of a full-on remaster. Well, the answer is actually both, because the team noted that they did take the remaster from the PS3, but then improved upon things. You're going to see uh, character and world improvements. There's going to be uh, some quality of life for the gameplay. Frame rates on special abilities are going to be improved. How you traverse the ocean is going to be different. There's going to be a skip function that will let you go through certain cutscenes and more. So this is not just, hey, we're porting that older version here. They are porting the older version, but they're improving it at the same time. Mm, so basically yes. adding a bit more quality of life improvements yeah. and all for gameplay. Like... All right, all right, but again, I, I am a little hesitant when Bandai Namco says those things because, unfortunately, they have kind of a bit of a track record regarding to these ports being eh, maybe a little subpar. So I'm a little <laughs> bit wary for when they say that. But again, I love Tesla's opponent, so here's hoping it's they prove that instead of otherwise. Hopefully, it's just another way for it to be like a definitive version, which I'm hoping it is. Here's the way I see it: Is it Last of Us Part 1 Naughty Dog style? No, obviously not. No. But if you think of it the other way, if this was EA, they would have upgraded and put it behind a paywall. Boom! <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I said that. Or you yeah. could have Rockstar who just legitimately make their ports worse than the original product. Oh, <laughs> Which one are you talking about? The whole GTA collection. Oh, that one. Yeah, that was terrible. ba da ba <laughs> I was like, well, I, well, you know, since you already mentioned Rockstar, let's already go ahead and jump to that. Um, the biggest news of, like, the last week was, outside the Nintendo Direct was that of the GTA 6 leak that happened. 90 videos got dropped online by a hacker who apparently is not only part of a collective. They hacked uh, Rockstar and Uber, which is odd. <laughs> The, I don't like, see the correlation between those two, but it works. Well, I mean, I, if you think about it, they both got drive. Oh, <laughs> oh. Um, but no, yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. I'm like, did they like throw darts at a dartboard? You know, <laughs> Rockstar, Uber, Elon Musk. No, it's not messing with Elon. Let's let's throw something else. You know. <laughs> um, so the reason I wanted to bring this up, even though we all know GTA 6 won't be on the Switch, is that there was a lot of. Ne negativity about the leaks 
mainly because it didn't look good. The leaks didn't look good. Wow. Shock. For a game that we only just got confirmed was being made. Yeah, shocker. Um, so people were very incorrectly saying online that GTA 6 is doomed because clearly the graphics are the first thing to get done in a video game. Mm. <laughs> really? Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Uh, and I could say that because I worked in game development, and that's definitely not how you do things. I, obviously, <laughs> obviously, there are certain games where you could do the graphics first, like with certain pixel art games and whatever. But even then, you block out the world first, you test the animations, your gameplay, the lighting, everything comes together over time. And so, <laughs> thankfully, a bunch of game developers from all walks of life, I don't, I don't think I saw a Nintendo one, but it, they were there in spirit, I'm sure, were, were showing early build footage of games like God of War, of Control, of Overwatch, of The Last of Us, and they showed that the games look nothing like their finished product when they're in the early builds, because that's not how game development works. They have to test the animations, the gameplay flow, make sure the cameras work, and then they build up the graphics, because at that point they're just polishing and making sure things look good. Look up, uh, I, wrote, uh, I wrote something for another site, but there was one that showed uh, uh, an early build of Horizon Zero Dawn, and it was Alloy versus a Thunderjaw. Okay. Alloy had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was just a basic soldier model from another game. It might have been Resistance or whatever. I don't. I remember what Gorilla did before this. Um, but it, it was a it was an actual like male shooter guy versus a polygon thing that looked like a Zoid. Mm -mm. And then so clearly they went from that to Horizon Zero Dawn. So yeah, not graphics are not done first. That's <laughs> back off. Yeah, the, the fact that I don't know. Hopefully these are are people who are like just little kids, all that. But then again, just the internet, <laughs> so you never know. But like the fact that oh, like somebody got uh, alpha footage of a game that has not been released yet, nor trailer has been released yet, and oh, it doesn't look good. No, <laughs> oh, of course you don't say. <laughs> Of course, it's not gonna look good. It's pre-alpha, and like these anim, like I haven't seen the the the, the, the videos and all that. But e even I know who who has no knowledge of video game development. Like, I mean, heck, we just started with uh, seeing Sakurai's of uh, uh, videos, and that like, yeah, even I think he kind of explains as well. Like this thing, it takes time. You know how many years a Grand Theft Auto game takes over. To, to make is just like oh okay these animations oh it doesn't look nice of course it doesn't look nice and of course like remember the whole um like when uh splatoon was being made this thing was basically used with rabbits and then like, <laughs> you, you saw those oh, like uh, rough animations like oh using rabbits to shoot guns no and then change it to squids like that is that process like here's hoping it's just kids and like not just full on with those who doesn't understand like oh oh my god what's my game what's my gta look like this like oh yeah yeah like come on you gotta have a like to don't to basically not have that common not that common basic knowledge that this is that's how video game development works it is like yeah 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 just get come on come on come and, on and here's the biggest thing and i really want you to think about this what were the last major, and I said major, not ports. What was the last few major games that Rockstar released? This is not your question. What are the games? Red Dead Redemption 2, I believe, is one of the latest, yes. later ones. And then GTA 5. GTA 5. Okay. Now, GTA 5 
is still a best-selling title. It's one of the best-selling titles of all time. In fact, I just found out today that GTA 5 outsold the Saints Row reboot in Europe. <laughs> you don't <laughs> no, say. It's, no, it's true. Even though it's 10 years old, and guess what? That was the number one game in Europe last month. GTA 5, believe it. And, of course, Red Dead Redemption 2, it was highly revered, super good-looking, super good-sounding, uh, won certain Game of the Year awards, and just other awards about their art direction, sound design, and all that. Rockstar knows how to make games. They know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what it's like to have best-selling titles, Game of the Years, and everything. Do you really think that the videos you saw were the final product for a Rockstar game? Ignore everything else. If you just looked at it and think about the titles that they've made, do you really think that that was the last uh, polished build, last tweak that they were going to do? Really? <laughs> really? That's like saying the Pokemon company is going to go from Pokemon Arceus back to Pokemon Red and Blue style. <laughs> I mean, some people legitimately want that, though. This is true. <laughs> some people would not mind, but it's not going to happen, as we just talked about with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So, no. yes, there are game developers who have made mistakes, made flops after having hit titles. This is not, this is most likely not going to be that because what you saw, which you should not have seen in the first place, let's make that absolutely clear. They were hacked and something leaked that they were, no, you, no one was supposed to see outside of the dev team. All right? You weren't supposed to see that. So for you to critique it is wrong and insulting. It's just the way it is. And this is a game dev issue, not just a Nintendo issue, which we know Nintendo has had this problem in the past. Remember Wind Waker? I, like, oh, I oh, certainly oh. do. Exactly. It was like, <laughs> when, when, when Wind Waker was first shown, I was like, wait a minute, why is it cell shaded? Why does Link look like that? Why is everything like, you know, pixie style? And, and then what happened? Wind Waker became one of the most beloved Zelda games of all time. First impressions only matter if you let them. It's meant to show you something and you base and you grow things from there. You what your your first impression was something you should never have seen. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. Okay? So give Rockstar a break. They have more than earned your trust for the new games. The ports, that's something else. <laughs> but ports are not on them technically, they still are, but also not. It's confusing. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> moving on. In fact, let's just keep the game dev thing rolling because this is uh one what that uh we love. Masahiro Sakurai. His videos are just so good. <laughs> they are really mm -hmm. good. So good. I love them. But the reason we're going to get up this time is that they're actually being used in game dev courses right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep, 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 yep. Saw a tweet about it, and it's it's a beautiful thing. Like they, And it's perfect because you could frame entire lessons, like hour-long lessons off of these you know, two to five-minute videos. And I think that's beautiful because you're hearing from a game designer and then the teacher will expand on that or the teacher will make an activity based on that if i was a teacher of game design which i could totally be uh <laughs> not bragging at all uh i was a qa tester i could totally do this um, <laughs> i got a degree dang it um you could totally do it and i'm glad and i'm glad people are using this resource because that's what sakurai wants he wants people to watch this and to enjoy it and to see 
uh, and to experience it without him having to like do closed off things. He said that in the first video. I don't want to do keynotes and classroom speeches because only a limited amount of people are going to hear me. With these videos, he gets to expand his reach. And here you go. So I'm happy for Sakurai. Mm, yeah, just like his... It's just so much insight coming from his videos, like just even the basic details, even like at the time of recording, he just received another one, uh, basically uh, make make things pop. It's like, oh, I didn't see that. Oh, my God, he just updated, he just updated. <laughs> it was just like 40 minutes ago. I just saw that now. <laughs> we, have to, we have to pause the podcast. <laughs> so yeah, just over that, including like his own personal Twitter account. Again, he just like posted up his uh his uh video about his, his cat just being cute and all. It's just like, Yep, Daddy Sakurai, just <laughs> such such great soul, just from development and all that, and just to see his videos being such used as great reference in the classroom, like in gay development, is like yeah, again, I'm I'm just ha happy his this th these videos are just doing so much great work. So again, I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. Plus with how like short the videos too, that doesn't feel like in some game dev classes where they you know give you like thirty minute videos that take forever that don't expand on the point. Yeah, like a three-minute video that tells you everything you need to know in just a few seconds. <laughs> right, including like, yeah, it literally says that in the presentation of one of the videos. Like, yeah, when you're making a presentation, make it quick. Get right to the point. <laughs> including, that's kind of funny because he also did in that same video. Like, yeah, a one-minute clip. That's it. That's your presentation. Like, hi, here's the point. Bye. <laughs> Which just goes to prove Daddy Sakurai is greater than just about everyone else. So, it's canon. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. If only I could be as cool as him. <laughs> Scott, it's okay to dream. Just remember, not all dreams come true. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> all right. Speaking of canon, I'm finding some great segues today. Um, let's talk about Tales 2. Yes, the VTuber channel starring Tales, the fox. Uh, I only saw this one because of Tyler. Mm -hmm. Rest in pieces. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I would expand on that, but I just I'll let you let your imagination run wild. Okay, have some fun with this. Um, so tails, I I don't get this channel. I really don't. Uh, I mean it, it's banking off the VTuber thing, and they're having fun with it. Clearly, today they had an episode with Knuckles as a guest star, and and tails asked Knuckles a very interesting question about super forms. Basically, you know, supersonic, super shadow, super silver. Um, why doesn't Knuckles have a super form, even mm. though he has the connection with the Master Emerald? And that's a question that a lot of fans have actually asked. And Knuckles, very perfectly in character, goes, it's not my job to take power from the Emerald. It's my job to protect it. Mm. Fair. Very fair. And I love that. I'm like, that's, <laughs> they could have done anything there. They could have done, oh, super forms are stupid. Like, oh, Sonic looks ridiculous in gold or whatever. But he goes, no, I, it's not my job to take power from the Emerald. My job is to protect it and make sure everyone else doesn't take power from it. I'm like, that's in character. And I love that. They, they didn't have to do that, but they absolutely did it. I love it. So it's just, it's the little things for me, as I've noted on many podcasts, that gets me happy because it's in character. And it also shows that despite him being kind of an idiot at times, Knuckles is incredibly humble about his power level. He doesn't need to always get stronger. He has just enough strength to protect the Master Emerald, and he's fine with that. He doesn't need more. He doesn't need to be a Super Knuckles or whatever. Now, I do need to note, 
because I can hear some of you screaming at me. Well, Todd, in Archie Comics, he does have a super form. Yeah, and it was terrible. He was green, and that thing is emphatically not canon. In fact, they retconned the heck out of that thing. Also, remember when he died and he actually got merged with the Master Emerald? No, you don't, because you never read that issue of Archie Comics. Because so. <laughs> he died and was sent to another dimension and then came back because of complete bullcrap. Archie Comics Sonic was totally weird. All right. If you don't believe me, watch the death battle of him versus Wally West Flash. It it nearly broke my brain. No, I'm serious. It nearly broke my brain trying to research those two because of all the stupid crap that they've done. All right. So, and that was just for Sonic. Knuckles is just as bad. And don't don't get me started on multiversal tales. Oh my god. Uh, they threw away a ten year old a ten year plot line in a backup feature of the anniversary issue. That's how much they don't care. Okay, that's why they rebooted the whole bloody thing, okay? And yes, I know I have to research Archie Silver for the next death battle. I will be ready. I won't like it, but I will be ready. <laughs> I will be ready. <laughs> Speaking of getting ready, see? Segways, they're just, they're just lining themselves up today. Um, Ed Sheeran. There's a name we've never mentioned on this podcast before. I am very confident in saying that. Um, he has revealed that he is the next artist to be partaking in the Pokemon music collaboration. Yeah, we're not done with that yet, apparently. Even though we haven't touched on it in so dang long. Um, he is releasing a new song next week called Celestial. Now, there's a couple things here that are of note. One, Ed Sheeran is a diehard Pokemon fan. He admitted that himself on Instagram. He had the games, the anime, the trading card game ever since he was seven. So, you know, props to you, Ed. Welcome. To, I'm glad you're part of the Poke family. Um, Secondly, there is going to be a music video for Celestial, and apparently it's going to be animated by the Pokemon team. Oh. Wow, that's yeah. impressive. <laughs> I don't know if he means a 2D art team for, like, the anime or the, like, a 3D models. I don't know. But we'll find out soon enough. So I'm praying, I am praying, praying, praying that this is an actual song about Pokemon. Because <laughs> if you recall, and Will, you were here for this, Scott, you weren't. But when they did the P25 celebration with like Post Malone, Jay Balvin, mm -hmm, and of course mm -hmm. Katy Perry, they were they had Pokemon tie-ins, but they weren't about Pokemon. Katy Perry's Electric had Pikachu in the music video, but the song wasn't about Pokemon at all. So it was just like, hey, let's have Pikachu in my music video with me, because like, why not? Like that one lady who had Tom Hanks in her music video because he's Tom Hanks. We get it. Tom Hanks is awesome. Not the point. Um, seriously, it's a thing. Look it up. It's called I Really, Really, Really Like You. All right. It was actually a nice music video. Anyway, uh, so I'm praying that using his Pokemon love, that Ed Sheeran will make a song actually about Pokemon. I'm hopeful because it's called Celestial. But then again, Katy Perry made it electric. So, you know, take it or leave it. I just, it, this shouldn't have been that hard. You get the biggest artists to do Pokemon songs and endear themselves to a new generation. Instead, they just like, hey, let's have Pokemon in our music videos because it totally relates to the song. It doesn't. It never did. And don't get me started on that Post Malone concert. So I'm not saying that this is going to completely make you love Ed she make, make you all love Ed Sheeran because I know some of you have some very strong feelings about him for some reason. But this might help. This might help you say at least we have this. Okay, you didn't like his Game of Thrones cameo, but you're gonna love this Pokemon song. Maybe I don't know. 
<laughs> I mean, here's the fact that I still remember like actually releasing vine a vinyl of of the Post Malone uh, Pokemon Twenty Fifth uh, uh, songs is just like. <laughs> Wow, Pokemon Company, you really gotta go to I mean sure you, you made the, the swag jackets, the Pokemon jackets and all that, but like yeah, like have you not learned the lesson from the Pokemon songs? Like just make a song about Pokemon. Like go back to the Poke Rats, but no, you had to use modern uh, artists to go and promote their songs with a little bit of Pokemon. Like, come on. <laughs> have you not learned? Yeah, like and I, I even mentioned this on the past podcast. If nothing else, get the new artists to sing the old Pokemon songs. I would love to hear Katy Perry singing the OG theme song. Mm-hmm, the covers, yes. Yeah, I like, yeah cover the songs. Yes, cover exactly, it. exactly. Sure, that that shouldn't be too it. hard. <laughs> exactly, that shouldn't be this hard, but it's like, no, we want them to make their own music, but that's to defeat the purpose. That's not Pokemon-related. That's their music-related. And, and also, I bet you any amount of money that if Katy Perry actually did make a song about her and Pikachu, that would have been number one. Oh, 100%. Was Electric number one? No, it was not. At least I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I don't. I don't think it was. But like, if she had actually made a song about her and Pikachu, number one song, easy. Now, obviously, the the caveat there is that you know who knows what the other ones were saying. I wouldn't want to hear a Post Malone song about him in a relationship with a Pokemon. But no, <laughs> <laughs> him 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 crying over losing a Pokemon. I could see that. You know, that would be interesting. You know, like a lavender could... town, a lavender yeah. town. Yeah. There you go. Ooh, there you go, Post Malone. Lavender Town Melody. Pay me my money. All right? I'm right here. So, fingers crossed. We will let you know if it's good. It said they said next Thursday. So, one week away. So, if it's good, awesome. If it's not, you have another reason to hate Ed Sheeran. You're welcome. <laughs> it's a win-win. It's a win-win. All right. This next one is not a win-win, though, because there's a lot of fear about it. And I would know because I watched Will go from super excited about this to, am I really going to watch this? So, uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes, it's still happening. Yes, Chris Pratt is still Mario. And yes, it is still coming out in 2023. The good news is that in uh, two weeks at New York Comic Con, that you are going to see the official teaser trailer for the Super Mario Brothers film. <laughs> the teaser. Yes. Um, Please hide teaser. your uh, excitement. <laughs> I, I, I mean on hindsight because like that, that's the thing about conventions like even though you'd like oh convention exclusive you know they're gonna release it outside the convention once it hits it's not gonna be like exclusively over there like not like give one day delay so like, that's common with the kind of like um tempered uh, water down my excitement and secondly like while i'm happy like it, it basically celebrates that first day because thursday has always been a quiet day for new york comic-con at the same time it's like Okay, like, do I want to hear Chris Pratt as Mario? Do I want to hear like um Charlie Day as Luigi? If they're gonna show all these things again, it's a teaser trailer. It's not gonna be a full-fledged trailer. Like, oh, everyone else, like Jack Black as Bowser. Like, okay, a teaser, fine. So, like, that that's the one thing. Like, definitely, keep, like, kind of water down my uh, my uh, excitement. It's just like keep your expectations low. You never know. It could be good. It could be bad. Just don't. Don't go shoot for the stars with this one. Not yet, anyway. Not yet, anyway. I'm still banking on Bowser carrying this movie on his back. Oh yeah, Jack. Again, I had to write an article. <laughs> I had to write an article about the te teaser, and um, I noted that pretty much all of the characters, or sorry, all of the actors don't have 
are, aren't known for their voice acting, with the exception of Jack Black. Mm-hmm. He's done mm-hmm. Kung Fu Panda. He's did Brutal Legend. You know, he knows how to make it work. And so I, I'm totally with you, Scott. Bowser is going to carry this film more than likely. As for my expectations for this uh, movie, or sorry, the teaser trailer, I bet you they're going to pull a feint and like show off the visuals, maybe show off all the other characters, and then the last line is going to be Mario. Like, I bet you it's just going to be Chris Pratt saying, let's go, or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. something simple, because everyone wants to hear his Mario voice, and We've heard all these teases about, oh, yeah, he's doing so great as a Mario voice. Oh, this is an, this is an updated Mario voice. That's Chris Pratt's words. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, just, just, yeah, we'll see. And remember, Charles Martinet was right there. And I would know because he was in uh, Dragon Ball's Super Superhero as one of the bad guys. And I thought he did great. So he, did. Mm-hmm. he chose not to bring the actual voice of Mario and bring in Chris Pratt. Good luck with that. So... <laughs> Like it's it's a Mario movie. Make it about Mario. I know what a concept. So, <laughs> we'll find out in two weeks, but I would not be surprised if they just focused on like the other characters and then had Mario come in right at the end, say like one line and then cut out and you know That's what I ex- That's what I expected in, in your Comic Con. So don't worry, like you'll be hearing my reaction in the in Discord chat once I see it. Like once if it's that bad, then you will know from me. <laughs> so Take it, take it as you will. Again, you got you got two weeks to you know write your will in case you die from disappointment. So I'm I'm just saying. So next up, oh look at that. No segue. Moving on. Uh, sparks of hope. <laughs> I, mean, I guess you could say if you really, if you want a spark of hope, you should go to Ubisoft, but uh, not in this case. <laughs> that actually does work, and yet it doesn't. Um, yes. We have two pieces of news about Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. The first one is that the game has gone gold. So thank goodness, no last-minute delays or whatever. Uh, the game will still be coming out uh, the 20th or the 21st. I think it was 20th, right? I want to say the 20th. Yeah, look it up while I'm talking. So either way, it's gone gold, which means it's you know out to shipping and then to the stores and then your digital frontiers, wherever they may be. And then the second one, is this has not been fully confirmed yet, but uh, after the announcement of it going gold, someone on Twitter decided to ask Ubisoft support. Do I need a Ubisoft account, which is called Ubisoft Connect apparently, uh, to have access to the game? And they said, yes, you're going to have to, sorry, you have to link your Nintendo account on your Switch to your Ubisoft account to play the game. If that is true, then it's not fun. Yeah, and just to be clear on something, you did not have to do this for Kingdom Battle. This was not a thing then. It is the twentieth, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, So yeah, we got month month to go, and so I'm very concerned about this because the question is about why. Why do we need to link our our, our Nintendo cast to our Ubisoft accounts? That makes no sense. Like, what is it offering? It's Ubisoft's strange thing in regards to like yeah, just uh, like kind of like their whole loyalty program because like I know like they kind of did even way back when with um they even going back to Assassin's Creed two if I remember correctly like yeah connect your uh, Ubisoft account connect it to the you you play and all that if I remember correctly and yeah be be like I don't know achievement uh, DLCs regard to the season pass I don't know therefore it's kind of like a little like I think. In a, in a sense, like a DRM system, but I could be wrong. But it's just 
like why 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 like ubisoft are you really that insecure that you want to connect all your games into this like one major hub uh home page of yours to just yeah, to... imagine if it ever goes down yeah like you don't need this kind of system like on place on your games like we, we've seen so much people like do like this horrible drm system like oh like register your game like square Enix is also doing that like register your game make sure you get all the loyalty programs yada 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 fine i mean there are some nice things with it at the same time it's just it's troublesome i just want to play my games what happened to that i just want to put a game in a cartridge and then let it play yes that's just that's apparently too much to ask nowadays now again this has not been fully confirmed we we uh we all know that sometimes the twitter accounts for certain companies do not speak for the companies isn't that right electronic arts <laughs> mm. oh it's sad good good times good times so hopefully this is either not true or is corrected which is still incredibly possible so fingers crossed okay fingers crossed next up we have, uh, where were we? Okay, this is a hilarious one. Let's talk about the Nuzlocke challenge. <laughs> oh boy. Yes. So here's the deal. Not surprisingly, uh, the beloved Pokemon community uh, has created unique ways to go and play Pokemon games, which if you think about it, kind of natural. You, you don't want to do a main run. You, you want to, you know, play a game with a new life, so you give yourself some new rules. And so was born the Nuzlocke Challenge. Why is it called Nuzlocke? It's really complicated. Basically, it has to do with Locke from uh, Lost being turned into a Nuzleaf, and thus Nuzlocke was born. It's a comic thing. Don't ask more. Please, don't ask more. So, here are the rules of the Nuzlocke Challenge, loosely. Number one, when your Pokemon faints, they are dead cannot revive them you cannot use them again you have to release them at earliest convenience number two you have to nickname every single one of your pokemon because this gives you an emotional connection to them and thus you're going to fight to keep them alive rather touching number three uh you could only catch the first pokemon of an area you go to if it runs away or you knock it out you can't catch a pokemon in that area and there are other rules that apply depending on how deep into the challenge you want to go but the loose ones is they want to force you to try and win the game with a pokemon team you are not familiar with like when i play i will at first catch just the pokemon that are all around me you know, fill out the team but slowly but surely i fill out the team with who i want whether it's you know a favorite pokemon a, sp a type i want to have one that i know has three evolutions so i can fill out my pokedex whatever or I you just want to catch six lechonks <laughs> you just want to catch six lechonks or in my case have a starter pokemon and five members of team eevee or just have team eevee <laughs> it's your, we did that with tyler once um it's your option with the nuzlocke challenge you are kind of restricted but that's the point of the challenge rewind to the nintendo minute where with kit and krista who are now doing their own podcast called wait for it the kit and krista podcast Oh, so original. I know! <laughs> so they were doing their latest episode, and they talked about the Nuzlocke Challenge. And they revealed that they pitched it to Nintendo with the Pokemon Company to do it on the Nintendo Minute, when it was you know up and really popular, not suddenly canceled for no reason. And they said that they were basically told that the Pokemon Company re reveres 
uh, the Nuzlocke challenge on the same level as ROM hacks. Mm. Huh. And not only were Kit and Krista shocked by this because most Nuzlocke challenges are not ROM. There are some that do have ROM hacks. We got to be clear on this. But the yes. one they were not obviously pitching a ROM hack. They were on a Nintendo-approved show. There was no way they would have been a allowed to do that, or b they would have done that because they would they respected Nintendo too much. So, but they were also basically told that no kind of Nuzlocke challenge would be allowed on the show, and they were basically told that you might lose your job if you try. Like, well, okay. So they were very put off on this, and then the Pokemon Company responded saying, "No, we have no problem with the Nuzlocke challenge." I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Because no, there's no way Kit and Krista would lie about this. Because why would they do that? Yeah, there's really no reason to lie about that. Exactly. And if they were caught in a lie, it would ruin their credibility, like the credibility that they have built up with fans over the years of doing the Nintendo Minute. So I think so. I think the Pokemon company is just trying to cover their butts again. True. That that I believe. That I believe. Like you. Nintendo, like we we say this many times before, like again the fact that like you try to be with it with the, with the current crew, like how are you fellow kids, like try to get like almost <laughs> interested in all that, but at the same time you are so old fashioned, like no, we treat this thing as rom hacks, which again major as you said Todd, majority of it is really not rom hacks is like oh no we gotta keep this thing we gotta protect it it's our IP yada 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 like. Jeez, oh, he's Nintendo. Like, this is why you are like the, the literally the old old man in the gaming industry. Like, you are great, <laughs> but at the same time, you are so old fashioned. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I don't believe them is that we know that Nintendo has done things that kind of burn the the gaming community, like with tournaments, with uh, online videos, and uh, music. So, yes, the Pokemon Company is their own brand, but I'm not surprised that they have, like, similar beliefs, if you will, to Nintendo proper. So, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, be careful of your Nuzlocke challenges, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. That's all, that's all it. Don't let Pokemon know you're doing it, Nuzlocke. <laughs> 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 well, good luck with how many people are playing Pokemon out there in the world. <laughs> Actually, as I'm saying that, Chad James off of Death Battle is doing a Nuzlocke challenge on Pokemon Di Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I saw that. Well, there you go. I just saw it. I saw some. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. All right. Next up. Let's see. Where are we at? Uh, okay. This one is a small one, and it's a clarification that I, I absolutely want to do. When uh, the Direct happened last week and we got the reveal of the next Legend of Zelda game, the official true reveal of Legend of Zelda game, there were questions about what the actual name was. Not in terms of what the name was, but what it said. People were reading it as either Tears of the Kingdom or Tears of the Kingdom. Right, right, right. And so people wanted to know which is it. So Nintendo has come forth and officially said it is Tears of the Kingdom. Okay? So which would make sense lining up with what we did when we dissected the thing of the the tears on the wall painting. Yeah. Um, also, I apparently said mosaic in the wrong context. I apologize. <laughs> I may be the host, but I am not infallible. Oh, maybe that's why Tyler left, because I'm not infallible like he believed me to be. 
Darn. Put you too much on a pedestal. And, uh, I mean, I try. It's either that or me warning him about the 76ers continually breaking his heart. I just <laughs> one of the two. But uh, <laughs> so anyway, he uh, or the Nintendo cleared that up. So it is Tears of the Kingdom. So you know nothing has changed. We still have too much new information, but this likely is going to be the item that we get in the game which would reveal why it's a spoiler, because it's a tier item of some kind. Again, referring back to the wall painting. Right, right. And plus as well, now I think about it more, because again, we also have the Sheikah tiers on your Sheikah slate, so there's kind of maybe connection to that, maybe. Yeah. So there, again, it's a small thing, but it matters because now you can look at it and go, okay, where are the tiers in this game? Where are we going to get the tiers? And why do they matter? Are they going to be the things that we use to... Uh, you know, bring the game together, or sorry, bring the world back together after it breaks apart, we don't know. So stay tuned. Remember, it's, it's May 12th next year. We are getting closer. It is coming. <laughs> it is coming. All right, next up, we're going to go... Uh, uh, did I already talk about that? No, it's not. Uh, Splatoon 3. There's five fests again this weekend. We'll be talking about that in the main event. But there was a, a data mine done <laughs> on the game, and it revealed that there are possibly even more salmon run modes coming um, yeah we already know about the big run which hopefully we'll get more details on soon enough but there are apparently three other modes that may be coming out one of which is called underground and apparently these will be like a different pay scale different requirements for eggs and uh it's it's the the data mine said that these were in separate data facets so you know like these are special things whatever they may be for all we know they could be part of the big run we don't know so but salmon run is obviously really really fun so if they're if finding even more ways for it to get you know changed up a bit i'm all for it i mean that would explain why there was a subway system in like right next to the, the main entrance of the lobby plus like if you know again with an undertow pathway like which is basically underground that could possibly connected to that so it may likely be that who knows that that's my connection anyway yeah uh what about you what about you scott I'm excited just because I really love Salmon Run. So if there's more variety and more things to do with it, I mm -hmm. think it'll be helpful. I, yeah. I like I like the notion of the underground level, like you're like in a, like the sewers of the Splatlands, and like the the salmonage just pop out of everywhere, almost like a horror movie. <laughs> like, We're getting the zombies version of Splatoon. No. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think they're probably gonna do that in a ha Halloween special, maybe next month. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, it is well, a month away. <laughs> what, what, if, what if next month's Splatfest is vampires versus werewolves versus zombies? Oh. Or did they? Do I would like Wait. to see that. Yeah, bring that back. Bring that back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, didn't they already do vampires versus werewolves? That they did end up in the in the last one, Splatoon two. Yes. Okay, so yeah, so let's let's change it up. So, zombies versus. I don't want to do vampires and werewolves. Those already been taken. So let's see. Vampire, sorry, zombies versus Frankenstein's, maybe. Uh, versus witches. Ooh, witches, perfect. We, oh, let's 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 get rid of Frankenstein. Zombies versus witches versus. Uh, let's let's get a, get another let's get another good monster. Um. Cthulhu's. That would work well with the squid motif, yes. Uh, it would, but I mean, we all know that you know, squ uh, I almost said Squidward. Uh, Cthulhu. <laughs> 
would win. Like that's not, even, that's not even a contest. You put Cthulhu in anything, the Cthulhu followers are going to are going well, to. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's not even a contest. I feel bad for the zombies and witches if that's the case. <laughs> oh, what's the third one? Um, I try to think of like Hotel Transylvania. Like they have vampires, werewolves, Frankenstein's Invisible Man. They have the mummies. Mummies, perfect. Zombies, witches, and mummies. Bank on that. Bank on that. All right. <laughs> Let's see. I did that one. Uh, oh, here we are. We're at the last one. Nintendo has turned 133. That's the story. Like, <laughs> that's the story. I mean, yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Nintendo. Say thank you. Like, beyond granny to 100 years old. And. Today, you like, yeah, I think he, that Nint the Nintendo company itself has gone through like, I think, two major world wars. Think, now you think about it, so yeah, like, wow, Nintendo, you you come from a long way. You come a long way. Yeah. A lot of people Jeez. forget that Nintendo was around well before video games. Like, well, well, I mean, one hundred thirty-three years is one is eighteen eighty-nine. Oh man! Wow, wow, wow! That's that's old. <laughs> that is old. That is. It's old, all right. It's it's just it's just plain old. So, I, I'm just saying, you know, we love you, and I hope hopefully this will prove that Nintendo's not going away because if they've lasted 133 years, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping here. for another 133 years. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, think about it. They've lasted. Uh, they survived the Wii U, the Virtual Boy getting into video games remember they saved the video game market after the crash of 83 they've been through multiple world wars multiple world wars and before the creation of anything computer related remember 1889 not 1989 1889 they're old mm -hmm. yes they are so uh oh hold on okay sorry i'm just i'm seeing this for the first time there's not breaking news but close enough uh, Nintendo released some new Fire Emblem Engage footage. Oh. Yeah, it's it's, it's small stuff, but they they're showing the battle of a of a mage character uh, against a, a knight, and uh, you could see the map, the the classic grid system, uh, the tie-ins of uh, like who, who you could see who will attack who, you know who they're aiming at. Uh, animations look crisp. The game really does look good. I mean, like this game looks really good. So. Uh, it's on the uh, the insider stealth he had of it, so go and look at that if you so desire. Uh, all right, and with that, we will move on to our main event because it's time to talk about the Splatfest. Ooh, yay! Yeah. So to recap, the topic for this first official official Splatfest is that of what would you take with you to a deserted island? Take gear. Would you take grub? Would you take fun? Now we're going to classify this in the following way, because they just like, oh yeah, you just happen to wander on a deserted island. No, you are about to fall from a plane onto a deserted island. You know you're going to survive, and you have three boxes ahead of you. You have games, you have gear, and you have grub. You have to pick one box and get off the plane. Which one are you grabbing? That's how we're going to classify this, okay? So it's a not life or death, because obviously there's ways all three could fail. But yeah, have to, especially for one of them. Uh, you, you, <laughs> someone will die of fun. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't resist. 
So no, you have you have to pick one before jumping off the plane and going out on the deserted island. So what are we taking? Gear, grub, or fun? Gentlemen, it's time to settle it and splat. actually just going to do this in order starting with team gear which is will take it away so yes the reason why i say that gear is indeed the, the correct option while being in desert island is because that's one you gotta have the right tools for the job like sure you get you get if you get bring enough food and supplies to last you for a while sure that's definitely one alternative but one do they spoil do they get all that like there's only so much food you can handle in much part and fun, while I agree that fun is mostly useful for your mental health and basically will stave off the sense of insanity like we have seen in Castaway, like, in a sense, gear is probably the correct option because one, gear, correct, make your own tools, make sharpen up anything of, of the sort, like from the desert island, like, and of course, what Shiver said in that convo was like, yeah, I could do this thing in comfort, like knowing that I got the tools and skills to do it with work at your hands. Hunt food, get like if it, I gotta try it with me, or just all of that sort. So yes, and of course we're going to covering the the game aspect. Like yeah, it's it, your gear can be also fun as well. Like have you tried throwing axes? I know people love throwing things, or just like basically find your own fun from your gear assortments. Like I can only imagine like how, how what the situation would be if you don't have the proper gear on a certain desert island. Like again, everyone here has seen Castaway. Like. There's only so much, like, there's no food, there's nothing, like, you only have to do so much to, like, improvise. We're going to be uh, from the natural resources around you. And so, I, if you ask me, I kind of prefer to have a bit more of the natural uh, advantage of having, like, at least the tools with me to do so. Like, sure, cra crafting, make wood, chopping down trees. Yeah, I think I'd be very happy to have my own uh, personal axe with me to do so. And ropes, ropes, sleeping bags. Yeah, I'd be good. Have a, ca a camping tent with me. Yeah, shelter done right then there. I don't have to worry about the wind, wind uh, conditions and all that. So, it, I don't know. It's like It seems to me that the, the option of gear is just... That's the only option there. Grub can only go you for so long. Fun, like... Is there really a good option for fun aside from the mental health aspect? So, what what is there to say? I think that uh, team gear is indeed the right option. Shiver got it down right. Like, yeah, I'll be... While you two are eating and you two are having fun, I'll be living in comfort. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, yes, that for me, I'll just take go for it. You just gotta have the right gear for the job. <laughs> I just want to know that you're, you're making a very big assumption that we both watched Castaway. <laughs> you haven't? I don't know, Scott, have you? Wilson. Yeah. Okay, yes, I've watched Castaway, but I, did, <laughs> I didn't enjoy it as much as everyone else did because it was just, it was so long. Like this, I watched it. I watched. I was young-ish, ish when it came out. All right, and I I knew Tom Hanks from other movies, and it was just like, I guess I wasn't in that phase where I would want to watch like a, this kind of a serious dramatic movie. Right, right. It was like during the junior high days, right? Yeah. Right, right. So I mean, I I mean, there were cool things like Wilson. I I got that because I watched Home Improvement, obviously, but uh, you know, it was and I mean, Tom Hanks deserved the awards he got for them, obviously, but you know, I wouldn't. I, it's definitely not. I, I'm fine with never seeing it again. 
<laughs> I, I, I'm fine with that. You know, that's my island. I will stay on. All right, my turn. So, here's the thing. I've heard a lot of people talk crap about Team Grub, and here's why I'm fine with it, or I'm fine with going on this team. We're talking perfect scenario here. So for like Will, his gear is the stuff that will help him survive on the island. Like, you know, tools, knives, rope. I'll just, I'll throw that in there. You know, that kind of thing. So for my grub box, if you will, um, it would be food that I can eat right then and there. So like fruits and certain vegetables, Slim Jims, obviously. Uh, obviously we're not talking about, like, you know, the things you actually have to cook. That would obviously defeat the purpose, you know. Like, would I like a box full of those portable macaroni dishes? Yes, but do, am I going to have the water and heat to cook them? Probably not. But, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, You'll but, have the water, not the heat. <laughs> well, but, but no, but remember, you got you got to boil the water. Right, and MREs as well, like the mm -hmm. MREs and exactly. armies. Right, yeah, exactly. Right, right. You, you you need the right thing, so you you could do that too. But I'm talking about food that will immediately editable or at, like case of like an orange you know you peel it which you can easily do without a tool so that let me just get that scenario out of the way right there why am i team grub simple when you're on an island like deserted island again our scenario you know we have to jump out of the plane with one of these boxes i'm immediately thinking of not just my safety but my health because the if you watch something like castaway or uh, all the various survival shows, one of the first things they tell you is that, yes, you have to get shelter, but you need to find a food source or a water source. And obviously, water would be part of, team, of the grub box, all right? Bottled water. It may not be cold, but you'll drink it because you need it. So Because it's not salt. <laughs> exactly. It's not salted. It's not contaminated. It's bottled water. So, you know, there, there would be at least, I'll be generous, five bottled waters in there. And you could easily sip that over over the course of weeks all right you won't care you need hydration and food to do work work that you would do with the tools that you would allegedly have uh second of all in the perfect world will would have all the tools he needs to build things that doesn't mean will actually knows how to make the stuff with the tools <laughs> i'm not saying will's an idiot i'm not saying will's inept but I don't know how he would survive on the island. I really don't know. And he also, perfect scenario, we don't know what is on the island that we are going to be on. So his tools might not be able to do things that could catch food or if even make food with the terrain he has. And how would he make food on an island that is barren? Like, what happens if it's like that, like, you know, like the old school, like, alcohol commercials where there's only, like, the palm tree and like just a little bit of sand around it. If that's the island you're on, your tools don't mean jack. All right. I'll have food for at least a little while. And then I might have enough to work with with my hands to make a fire, to have a little bit of shelter. And then I can wait for wait for rescue, which is always something you're supposed to do on a deserted island, including Tom Hanks. He, there was a rescue attempt or something, a time he could have been rescued, but the boat was too far away. Uh, I still remember the movie, you know, I never watched it again. Uh, <laughs> well said! Um, if you have food and even just a little bit of water, you can last for a long time. Your body can last for food without, uh, for weeks. It's not recommended, but <laughs> it's true. Water you need every other, you need within a day or so. 
uh, you need some kind of hydration. So again, if I have bottled waters and I have enough materials to by hand make a fire and then boil the, the salt out of the ocean water, I'll be fine. Uh, but with the food, that gives me the energy to go and do other things, to try and make maybe a signal fire or to explore the island that I am on. And who knows, maybe the smoke monster likes Slim Jims. I don't think they tried that out on Lost. So you never know it's an option. That was a joke. Laugh, gosh dang you. <laughs> Smoke monster. Anyway. Uh, what? Uh, Wilson, Wald, best friends. So if I have grub, I know that if nothing else, I am going to be sustained. Will I have to work a little hard to get a shelter? Yes. Will I have to work a little hard to make survival in the long term should my food run out? Yes, but I will have the mental capacity and comfort of knowing that I have a meal for at least a couple of days, if not a week, depending on how big the box is. If my gear breaks, which gear does, or if it gets lost, it gets washed away, I'm screwed because then I have no gear, no grub, and, well, fun's debatable, but whatever. If I lose my – if I, I would make sure – beyond anything else, that my food is protected from the animals, from the elements, and whatever. I would wrap my whatever remaining clothes I have around it to protect it from all contaminants so that I could have it every day until I run out. And then I would make sure I would space it out as best I can so that I would survive and be sustained, so that I have the energy and the calories to burn as I do other things. And so Team Grub is the obvious way to go because if i'm gonna die on a desert island gosh dang it i will die on a full stomach <laughs> <laughs> all right scott how about you all righty let's go with the team fun side so i do want to mention that for this we did discuss i guess with having it as games but i think overall it also comes down to what is on this island? We don't know. It could be something that you can be sustained with, with, say, gear, and maybe you can actually do stuff with the gear or not. Food will give you a definitive end if you are stuck here forever, because you're going to be alive as long as, you know, the food lasts you. But Team Fun, that's not something you can really necessarily find on an island unless you're someone who's super imaginative and, you know, not wanting to think about their surroundings in a reality kind of way because you're kind of dying on an island either way. So having a aspect of putting your entertainment into view is definitely something I think that's important. Because, say, you do are an island that has a lot of good natural resources, then having gear or food doesn't necessarily like help or dishelp, but you can't really find that aspect of entertainment or that aspect of having team fun with you unless you're actually, you know, utilizing it in some kind of way, shape, or form. And so that's why I think team fun is important is because it's something like the only thing you can find from a place outside that island would be having those games, having that thing that you want to take yourself away from the reality just for a second. And worst case scenario, if it is that last kind of bit of the last of a second, then hey, at least you're going to be having fun as you're doing it. At least you'll be playing that Xenoblade Chronicles as you're dying. <laughs> For all three hours that the battery lasts. <laughs> hey, no charger. I don't need a charger if I have remote batteries. I have three of those, by the way. Hey, that would be in the gear department, <laughs> which I have. Thank That's you. Here. 
I put it with my Switch. I don't know what you guys do with yours. <laughs> you don't put your remote battery charger on with your Switch. What's the point of having it? You'd be surprised. <laughs> Is that well, that's, it? that's my importance of it, at least. Is it something that you can only have there rather than finding something you can have on the island? Unless, you know, someone just happens to have video games and outlets and switches on an, a remote island and if that's the case, <laughs> that is one lucky island you just landed on <laughs> on the island of scalpers <laughs> i mean it's definitely an, like that's kind of the, always the interesting thing about these debates like yeah like the desert island i wish they kind of like i uh, was a little bit more specific but even i appreciate like in the in the deep cut conversation like oh like while you two are basically like yeah you have a cold enchilada and just i can eat their board games i'll be sleeping well with my sleeping bag but oh no no like wow yeah at least i still have an enchilada while you have what no enchilada i think that's what i said okay first of all i don't know what how you suddenly got a sleeping bag i'm not sure. i mean camping gear i suppose but first of all the you can get animals in that sleeping bag and you're not going to be using that again second of all sleeping bag could, could get wet if you don't actually have a shelter around it which can get destroyed and your sleeping bag washed away and third wh wh where's the enchiladas coming from i specifically said that it was edible food i can eat right now i ain't making a dang enchilada on an island <laughs> i'm just quoting fry i'm just quoting fry uh, so yeah and, 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 well, hey, as we all know, Fry is the least of the three. Although, ironically, that I have to be on her team, but <laughs> you don't have to approve. You of the don't have to, but like, I think you casted your vote. I, I think last I saw you on the on the Nintendo uh, app, 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 Nintendo app on Splatoon three. Yeah, like I think like, two. I I saw my friends list two people, including myself, on is on Team Gear, and I think two, including you, I think Todd is on uh, Team Scrub. I don't think I've seen anyone on my friends list being on Team Fun as of yet. Yeah. And just to be clear, because we'll let, we're going to let Scott off the hook here, we had we had to force him to be Team Fun. Um, I'm just, not a just, Team Fun person. Yeah, just, yeah just, like, just like with Rock, Paper, Scissors, we, we wanted to make this at least a little bit fun. So I was naturally on Grub, Will was naturally on Gear, and Scott was the odd man out, so he's Team Fun. <laughs> but if you had to choose, uh, like uh, I think you mentioned, but which, which team would you choose, Scott? I'm on Team Grub. That's just yeah! because I need my food. <laughs> like, you dang right, you Always about the food. Like, guys, always Grub, Grub, Grub. Like, yeah, like, you kind of order from Grubhub. <laughs> <laughs> Grubhub, can you reach me on my private island? <laughs> That'll just be $200 uh, delivery fee. I'm fine with that. <laughs> do, you accept, do you accept debit? <laughs> do you accept coconuts? <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, we never said exactly what you would have on the island when you jump off the plane. Uh, so, I mean, if you're if we're just jumping out of the plane randomly, like Tom Hanks, he had some things on him, like his basic clothes. So, obviously, your wallet would be on you. So, if Grubhub could reach my island, I got my debit card. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, yeah, like I don't know. I mean, I've watched enough survival shows to know that that. All three are important. You need gear to build things. You need food to survive, and you need fun just to mentally be there for the long term. So all three have merit in their own way. Uh, 
it's really about it, it's about your skill level and what you feel confident in doing and how much faith you have in the island that you're on because again if you're just on a little sandy dune with one palm tree you're not going to have a lot of food so team grub is the proper choice because your gear ain't going to do jack and uh, don't get me started on team fun uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't play no. <laughs> uh, it's like this like, i if i knew if i knew that that island was plentiful and everything like uh it had you know trees for days with plenty of fruit and there was enough enough natural shelter between the trees and rocks and everything that i could i could have fun and yeah i'd probably be team fun but if i'm talking about you know i'm jumping out of a plane and i absolutely have to pick one box that i feel will help me survive the most i'm picking the food because i am not a guy that can just go without food and water for a long time and hope that i can find some cook some or fish some all right you haven't seen me fish it's not pretty <laughs> So. I mean, honestly, too, with that is uh, when I don't have food in my system, I turn into a whole different personality. There. <laughs> and I don't trust myself in that personality to survive on an island. There you go. So, it's like, you, you'll go full cannibal if someone has to <laughs> wash it with you. I totally get it. <laughs> so. And yeah, just, just for the record as well, this FS will be going on for three days. So yeah, by the time you're listening to this podcast, it'll be starting tonight on Friday, Friday night. So yes, get ready for a whole weekend for of Splatfest. So uh, yeah, this is a full Splatfest. It's Friday to Sunday, so you'll have plenty of time. It's not like the first one where you have 12 hours and you, you, know, you have to get your time in, uh, which Will absolutely did. <laughs> <laughs> I I do am curious like how how high you can go beyond like the ruler level like I know it's like a plus seven so I wonder if there is a, 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 a level cap from that so I am curious I am curious yeah so uh it should be a fun time again the Splatfests are the best I I love doing them I'm interested in getting back in the uh, tricolor battles mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I only did like two of those before. So let's, it'll be good to see uh, what it's like, how the uh, the cha they've been teasing changes. Yes, how, yes, how yes, it yes, works yes. And everything. And I'm just hoping to have some fun and it'll be good. Hopefully my team wins, but I won't be mad if it does not. <laughs> so. And yeah, like, get, like, get, like, I, I can't really imagine if Team Gear gets the popularity point and we're in, stuck in the middle in tri-color tri uh, tri battles, then oh boy. <laughs> good luck. Uh, okay. <laughs> Be on the on the on the defending team. That that I'll be uh, I'll be expecting if anything else. <laughs> yeah. All right, and with that, we are ending this episode of the Nintendo Retain Podcast. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I am fine with not doing it. I am not going to shout his name. I have mentioned his name earlier, but I will not shout his name. I'm getting I am getting better. <laughs> character development. No. Yes, exactly. Character progression. That's that's how a story should go. Right? Until until that Splatfest topic of money versus love versus I don't know, that third topic comes back. <laughs> what would be the third topic for that? Money versus love versus uh, material? No, no, no. Money, I don't know. Money, money is material. So. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what I don't know, I'm just saying. Love, versus selfness. No, no, love, love money and science. Ah, I could do it. Love money and science. I've heard that somewhere. But like love is, you know, the emotional, uh, money is the material, and science is well, it's science. Science is logic. There you go. Science is logic. Where you know, it's your mind. There you go. Mind, body, and heart. Your money is for your body. Your heart is for you know, your emotion. Your emotions are for your heart. Or love is for your heart, and your science is for your mind. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. 
balance. Uh, he will come back to the podcast for that one. We will force him to come back <laughs> just so he can try and defend money and lose again. So, yes, you lost that one, Tyler. Deal with it. Tyler! Oh, so close. So almost, close. almost. Almost. But, of course, let us know who you are going to uh, side with on the latest Splatfest. Will it be Team Grub, Team Gear, or Team Sponge? Again, it should have been Team Games. It was right there. Three Gs, right there. Uh, and also, what do you think about the upcoming teaser trailer for the Super Mario Brothers film? Are you actually excited for that? Uh, what did you think about the new information about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? Are you uh, happy about the potential new Salmon Run modes? And how are you going to celebrate Nintendo's 133rd anniversary? Because we all know you celebrated the 132nd. We all know you did. Okay? So you have to top last year. It's, it's law. All right? So let us know in the comments below. So for Skull Kid Scott and Wario Will, I am Triforce Town. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We made it to the end of the level. So raise the flag. Thank <music> you.